Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 4 of The Resistance, titled Hunt on Salsor 3. I don't think we've got any announcements at this point. So, uh, William, you want to tell us all about this episode? Yeah, I mean, we, we had a pretty big uh, set of announce- uh, news, kind of the news and announcements, I guess, uh, from from last week. So... Uh, we're just going to dive straight into the episode. Hunt on uh, Celsor 3 is the second episode, uh, sorry, the fourth episode of Resistance Season 2 and was written by Sharon Flynn and directed by Brad Rao. In this episode, the pirates volunteer to find food for the Colossus, but Kaz doesn't trust them. He and Tora go on the hunt, but run into big problems. Um, you know, William, to a certain extent, it could have been considered a part two because it was a follow-on to the last episode we just uh, reviewed. Yeah, they they really did feel connected in, in mm-hmm. a, a big way, which I actually liked. Um, you know, I think they've been hinting for a while that the Colossus is out of resources. Right, we saw them get fuel in um, a quick salvage run, but they still don't have any food. I mean, heck, I don't think we talked about it, but in the last episode. Uh, Aunt Z's cantina was was out, and you know, um, uh, hype goes to order a drink, an alcoholic drink, and ends up getting a water. Um, hey, it's oh. the strongest drink that she's got, which okay, was pretty funny. When uh, you know, I, I loved it how Kaz was like, "Good job sticking to water," you know. <laughs> um, and and wait a minute, wait a minute, was wasn't my favorite guy who I keep saying I, I cosplay? Wasn't he upset that? Oh wait a minute, no, that was the last episode. No, it was in this episode. Yeah, going. no, was it? Yeah, yeah. Al, Al was like, he was basically freaking was, out about not having any food and being in closed spaces and all that uh, stuff. I know he's your man. favorite guy. And I later he's, like, he's just crying in a, at Auntie's bar with his, you know, his, uh, his head in he's, his hands. He's, he's trying to drown his sorrows in a drink and he's got nothing to. He is. Uh, <laughs> I, I love, love that I lo- character. I love how much you love him. It's great. Yeah, I um, love that character. But... You know they're they're out of food. They they don't have anything to eat. And interestingly, Aunt Z threatens to leave the Colossus, uh, and that spurs a cascade of residents to threaten to go with her. And despite Captain Doze's pleas, they, uh, they they seem to have made up with made up their minds. You can almost see where she's coming from because if they if if they have no food on the place, where are they going to go? They have to get food, and if you know, Captain Doza and everybody are not, or the Aces are not supplying it or getting anything. What is she going to, she has to, I hate to say it, look out for herself. And if anybody wants to go with her, I mean, the biggest problem she's going to have is with the First Order, like everybody else in the galaxy, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit worse for her, for her because she's could be tied back to the Colossus and they could always use her to try and find the Colossus. But what is she to do? Yeah. That's a stupid point about using her to find the Colossus. Cause like, uh, uh, you know, at one point Doza tells Yeager, maybe they should just let everybody leave. And Yeager's like, no, the blood will be on your hands. If the first order captures the everyone. Yeah, that's like, true. I was like, 
what do you like? Maybe they they'd go after him, but they really just care about the platform. It's a refueling platform. They want to take it, keep it away from Leia. But you can really see the point of the citizens? if all those. You can see the point if they all scatter, and if the first order were to find them, they could always try and use them either as leverage to bring Doza back into they're they're my charge. I'm supposed to rescue them, or they could pump them for information about where the Colossus was last seen, and they could do a, a paper trail back, not paper trail or whatever you want to call it, breadcrumbs, back to the actual, back to the Colossus. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe that's why. Yeah. It was, was kind of, I found it kind of odd. Um, but I don't know, like, it's, it, like in some ways, um, you know, Doza keeps trying to keep them there, and it's like, well, unless you need them to crew the ship or something, just, you could let them go. Like, they're just living there. If it's, you know, and, their and, home. And it, and I mean, if you don't have food, it's better to have yeah. fewer people in food as long as you have enough people to crew the ship. Like keep right. the keep the amount of crew you need to actually fight a war. But if a lot of those citizens are just gonna sit there and not fight a war, they're not going to help no, fly the ship. Point. They're just gonna eat. Like maybe just let them go. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and then if you take a look at if it's the. Um, forgot the the name of the the shell creatures if they're the ones that are actual let's say quote unquote the, the mechanics the of the ship the chili day. Oh, no, no, sorry, no. no the uh i'm chili day the, the ones that are turtle like yeah chili day. so if the chili day are the ones that are actually maintaining the platform um and then let's say you've got the the two kids where they are right now nobody knows but if they were they kind of help with the hyperdrive right that's true what happened so, to those kids yeah, that's a good point. You know what? You have two kids running around a platform and you have no idea where they're at. Call child services, please. Um, anyway, so it's a good point. I mean, why keep the citizens around? Because also you're putting them in danger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now you now you just talked me out of it. It's a 50-50 decision in this case. Also, well, how would they even leave the Colossus? They can't have that many ships, right? Somebody has to have another. If if Aunt Z is like, I'm leaving the platform. She has to have a ship. I know Aunt Z went to Takodano with her ship. Right. I really wish we'd. See oh, more and of also that. the the guys but, in the supply platform didn't they have a ship too? Or the supply uh, room. And how many people are actually on the Colossus in the first place? It doesn't seem like it's many. that many. Especially if at the beginning of this episode you've got the kind of town hall meeting with everyone. Like true. that could have right. been more than, you know, thirty to forty people. That's true. So maybe it would hurt them flying the ship i don't know yeah it's probably less than 50 maybe and because you know we see a lot of the same characters over and over and and over again but uh yeah but yeah you know even uh even niku appears to be leaving although we later learn this is just a fake out and he was actually you know packing his things not to leave but to buy parts so that he could basically build a projector and and like show the shine the a fake Castellan sky above the marketplace to make people feel at home, which is a very nice, uh, uh, a nice thing to do, but it kind of basically removed him from most of the episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which was actually yeah, okay. And yeah. like, yeah, both saying, Niku, that doesn't make me feel, yeah. I'm not, not too sad about that. Both Niku and, uh, Tam had very little presence in this episode. Uh, Tam was wasn't Tam, at all. I was going yeah, I don't remember Tam having any sequence. Mm-mm. No, no, she was not. Uh, she was not. She never showed up, which was uh, interesting. After how big of a presence she was in the last episode. 
I wonder if we'll get more of a focus on her next week. It wouldn't surprise me. But I mean, the majority of this episode really revolves around uh, Kaz, Tora, and the pirates as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're trying to, you're hoping at some point the pirates have to figure into something within the story. Because the last episode you had the aces figure into the story. Then you've got the pirates basically causing uh, rebel rousers, I think, the episode back. So now it's like, let's see what the pirates can do by way of an actual storyline. And that's why it seemed like this was a natural, for me, it was a natural two-parter because they figured out a way to use something, uh, figured out a way to use the creature we saw in the last episode for food. Which I loved. Like, it's a great way to, to obviously, from a production standpoint, it saves them money and they're able to reuse assets and stuff. But it's also pretty ingenious and it's a nice way to connect the two episodes and be like, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, we just went on this random mission and we saw this giant creature. Oh, guess what? We can eat the creature. Huh. Let's go kill it. And and that's the thing. How did they know they could eat the creature? Oh, wait a minute. It was Aunt Z saying that if this were to happen. I I set myself up for that one. (laughs) You Um, never know. But it was just a nice way to, it didn't, you know, they're they're kind of off exploring the galaxy, but it, it felt nice to actually return to Celsor 3, actually get a name for the planet this time, and uh, get a bit more um, time with the Jakusk, uh in, in a different way. So I I did I did like that, and it helps them solve their their food problems. Um, another thing I, I loved though was the dynamic with the pirates themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in the past we, we saw that the, you know, obviously the pirates were kind of an antagonist at, at one point, And then they finally agree to help the residents of the Colossus and f- to fight off the, the first order with, you know, the help of Sonara and everyone. Um, but while they're on the ship and while they did help with the fuel and, you know, they got their, their, uh, uh, their looting done in a quick salvage run. Um, in this one, Craig and Gore basically is like, Hey, we'll kill the Jakusk and you give us all the food we want for free, uh, going forward. And it helps him, um, show that captain Doza is ineffectual and potentially even, uh, uh, pull a coup at some point. And that's the part I found most fascinating. That that I found fascinating, but I, you know, within the series, that's not going to happen. I I find I, that's not a weak plot point for me because I think when you watch them go to the planet and take on the Jakus, the the the, the pirate captain is not an actual leader. I mean, th- there's no. no way. No, but I I do like how it's not just like oh look the pirates joined. They're friends, yeah, they're I mean, friends it, now, right? It, it, it actually it, it, shows that he's. He's still a pirate at heart. He's still plotting. He's still a pirate at heart. He he was he he does the whole plotting thing, and it was a good thing to have like you know a a dynamic there, the tension dynamic of just like okay, let's try and discredit Doza by doing this, and that way they'll end up you know being on our side. So that that dynamic worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I it's much later in the episode, but there's a, a scene where Kaz and Tora have their ships stolen. Yeah, and I loved Kaz's line of like. Who would do such a thing? Stealing other people's ships. <laughs> I mean, I guess pirates. Oh, okay, I understand. But still. Yeah, but still. <laughs> but still. 
Uh, and it, it was, yeah. Well, it's nice to know that, you know, if it was this, when those two pirates actually lost their ship, yeah, they were running for their lives, but they did survive the crash. So it was nice to know that, you know, they were still around after you saw them crash because they you did see them like disappear into a cloud. Yeah. Like I was surprised that Drawl and Snarl actually survived. I thought they were dead. Like, yeah. you know, Craig and Gore and, and the, his, the galleon go down to the planet and try to, uh, such a great take ship. Take out the It is. And actually, I have to say, the animation, especially near the end of that battle, was just uh-uh. fantastic. It, it turns very slowly, much more like a, a ship in the water than like a spaceship. Yeah. And, or like, I don't know, you can almost imagine it's like the Flying Dutchman or something. You know, like it was just, it felt very much like a giant lumbering ship. Uh, and, and even the fact that it, it was not very fast and couldn't outrun the Jakusk later, it's just. The, uh, I love the animation on the ship. It's really well. I done. thought one of the coolest pieces of animation was when you saw it come into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Then you saw basically all the 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 sails unfurl. Yeah, that's what I thought was really cool because that was like a beautiful head-on shot. You see all that stuff just unfurl once it got into the atmosphere. That was gorgeous. Yeah, and on the one hand, yeah. like it does feel a little bit on the nose, like oh look, it's pirates and they have almost a literal pirate ship. Yeah. It's still pretty cool to see, and I, I yeah. appreciate the visuals. It's the type of thing, like, I wouldn't want to see it inside of, you know, the main movie, but it's perfect. It's awesome to see inside of, you know, an animated show like this. Like, it yeah. just, I feel like it works very well. Yeah. One other thing it, I liked is as they were actually landing on the, or, you know, flying onto the planet, as they were leaving um, uh, uh, the Colossus, the music, I, I, just, I listened to it for a brief moment, and the first few notes of the, of the music sounds a lot like Ray's theme. And then it kind of goes into a different theme, but... I miss that. It it, it 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 made it seem not necessarily exactly like Ray's theme, but kind of part of the the larger um, sequel trilogy mm-hmm. era, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. But um, unfortunately, Kragen does not have a plan and does not know how to take out this giant ship, despite bragging about how pirates are used to hunting creatures all over the galaxy. Um. And so pretty much everyone presumably dies uh, or at least falls out of their ships and safely lands on the ground. It, it sure looks like it. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's pretty much forced to retreat. But in the process, I, I love seeing like the the introduction of the Jakusk. It was very creepy and, and mm-hmm. seeing it like broadside the galleon and cause so much damage like it was just I, the animation was, it was, it was, really it was cool. very cool. It, it did a really great job. I love the yeah. shot of the Jakus when it's tail swipes underneath mm-hmm. uh, the galleon and just carves a, yeah, through it. Just little details like that, that just go a long way and make it, I think really, really cool. Yeah. That was one of my, one of my favorite, favorite shots. And I also love how, he, you know, all the, all of his like little ships, I think one managed to get back into the galleon, but all the other ships, end up getting um, destroyed almost and uh, which is pretty brutal for him and may, may hurt them in the future um, but uh, Gregan doesn't even care to go rescue his people he just flies off at but first he's so he's got, he's got his priorities yeah, he's got and, his priorities uh, his crew is not, not high amongst them no not in the slightest like, you gotta feel bad for his his crew, although apparently they 
they did survive. They did, but it was well, also two survived. Oh, well, absolutely. But what was really cool was where Kaz came up with the idea to actually take down the Takusk. Because mm-hmm. that way, if he and Tam did it, it would make them look good. Basically, they also he and Tora. He and Tora. I'm sorry, Tora. I know. We almost too many T's, man. It's I, too can't many do, I can't do it either. I just, yeah. This one case, I happen to know the answer. Yeah, well, thank you. But, but Tam does play into this because she was able to, and she was in the process of fixing, what was it, a big laser cannon? A high-powered and, cannon, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, here, here's Kaz going, hey, we can use that to take down the Jacuzzi. There's only one problem. We have to get underneath it to make it effective. I loved all of this in theory. In execution, yeah, it, it kind of bothered me. Like, yeah. Well, okay. It well, but but realize this. It did set up the next part of the story because, in theory, it worked. They needed the power supply. They got the power supply. It ends up being taken off by the Jakusk or or knocked off by the Jakusk. But they have to land on the planet to get underneath it, which te- sets up what happened at that point. As we mentioned, the pirates come in and steal the ships. Basically stranding Kaz and Tora on the planet below. I think I liked all that. I think the problem was Buggles. Like the the whole Buggles yeah, subplot. Okay. I forgot yeah. about that. Seemed yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Pretty unnecessary. The yeah. comedy inside the cockpit. Yes. Like, come on. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. That was the one part that bothered me. I mean, it, the the fact that he wouldn't even tell Tora that. Buggles in the ship, I'd be like, hey, your pet just sneaked into my ship. Like, what the heck? Uh, instead of hiding it. And instead, like, it just causes so much more problems. And mm-hmm. Buggles is, like, wrecking havoc in the ship and then goes and runs off. And everyone's searching for Buggles. And it was just this which, whole. Which he should have been. He should have been the hors yeah. yeah. And he should have been the hors d'oeuvre for the, 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 the thing. I mean. Perfect. He was even standing on a ledge in a perfect shot, perfect location for the Jakus to use him as an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, like they try to say praise Buggles at the end for doing so well and helping them. And I was like, Buggles did nothing. Yeah. He, <laughs> all he did was just be annoyed. Kind of served yes. as bait, maybe, but like the Jakus was not. already there. Anyway, I don't know. It was a minor point. That the, the two things that drove me the most crazy was, was Buggles. And the fact that Klutzy Kaz is still in full effect and he like pulls the cannon out of the fireball and ends up like dropping yeah. it on his head. I'm like, come on, can you stop this, please? I don't know. I get it. But it's he did, younger. But he did have a solution for not having the power and he used the droid. That uh, I liked. Yeah. Well, but it, it's funny because you talk about him being Klutzy. There's cases in which the Klutzy is kind of like the, the bit of the annoyance, but he does have that little spark of using his brain mm-hmm. that you kind of sit there and kind of go, can you forgive him for it? That, that this can happen. I mean, who's to say? Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a splitting hairs in this case. I look forward to a day when we don't have klutzy clap, klutzy Kaz. He's, he's growing up and, and yeah. it's, it's less he's, frequent. I think he's gotten but. better. It's, um, the show, like, I think the show has improved in that respect as well, mm. but it, it's still but, a little much for me sometimes. Yeah. It, la- it lacks a maturity factor on Kaz that should be there by now. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Especially, especially when you look at it, when he comes in to be, you know, Hey, I'm going like in the last episode, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, part of the aces now. And like, I can understand the overjoyed part, but the kind of like smooth slick thing. And then the same thing when it comes to, um, the comedy inside the cockpit with buggles, that was a little bit of really. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I, I think it would have been, if they went a little bit, I mean, obviously it's for a younger audience, but it right. it would have been interesting to see like Kaz uses CB twenty three to power the 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 cannon, right? The high powered cannon. Mm-hmm. I I would have loved to see like CB twenty three either like die, quote unquote, or be like right. so dangerously Completely. low on prow- power that like she's like unable to operate until they get back to the class and charge her up again or something. Like kind of almost sacrifice herself. Yep. That would have been really fascinating to see. Like CD yep. twenty three actually fast, uh, sacrifices it needed, himself. It needed impact. Yeah, and instead she just kind of like rolled around, kind of drunk, like well, you know. and they did put the sparks around her, basically making it look like it did have some kind of effect on her. But yeah, but I do agree. Really, been, I don't know. There, there should have been, there should have been a black hole where she was because it was all. And also put it this way, I, I totally agree because he only got one shot out of it. That thing was insanely so that was powerful. Really, all of her energy. Yeah, like wow. But he took it down, like, yeah, that was, it was impressive, and and everybody on the Colossus got to eat very well. Yeah, which was you know again they 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 quickly solved the end. They they still don't they still need their drinks. Uh, Aunt Z won't have anything to serve the residents unless you can make some sort of I don't know if you can, you can make some sort of drink out of um <laughs> I don't know. you know. It's it's one of those things in which I I've been rewatching yeah. Battlestar Galactica and the flight crew the 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 crew was making a distillery you know somewhere yeah. and Chief Terrell caught him and I'm thinking right now Al's probably got somewhere some place some location inside the Colossus where you're gonna maybe see a still pop up start cooking something for him I don't know where he's gonna get yeah. the stuff I but that. I love that Al's Al's the one doing it. <laughs> I, I would imagine it's going to be him. Has to be him. Yeah, it has to be him. He's, he, you know, I like him. Yeah. He's a good guy. But it was, you know, it, it, it was nice to see that little, the, the, the feast at the end and kind of try to celebrate and see that the residents are now, you know, Aunt Z's going to stay, the rest of the residents are going to stay, and they kind of have a little feast and celebrate. And Doza has a nice kind of inspirational speech where he talks about how it's dark times, but the, the light will shine upon them again. And then, then, of course, that's when Niku activates the, the projector and and all seems right in the world. Yeah. Even the pirates apologized. Mm-hmm. At, uh, you know, Sonara, Sonara basically With, had to drag yeah, him by the car. Forced out of them. Yeah, forced it. But yeah. You know, it was, um, it was, it was, it was nice to see. Also, I have to say, I loved the snow gear outfit for Kaz and Tora. We got to see a new uh, costume for them. Uh, yep. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I thought that was That's, cool. For one episode, that seems like a lot of work to go through. Yeah. yeah, and it's really cool. It's very much like an Empire Strikes Back crossed with the Gendy Tartakovsky series, like Padme in that series look. Um, I loved it. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, really you know what I also fun. liked, and this was a really interesting touch, how they were cooking the Jakusk reminded me mm. of... To, uh, Ronto uh, Roaster. Galaxy, Ronto Roaster, thank you. Yes. Thank yep. you. Yep. 
I, I thought that, that was pretty well. cool. I loved that. Yeah. Not not a direct copy of it, but it had that feel of it, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh-huh. With the little spit and everything. And yep. Yeah, it was, that was nice. I also liked how, again, we, t- we were talking about how Kaz can be a little bit of a klutz earlier, but to his credit, he also is able to outmaneuver Kragen uh, at one point during the episode, you know, and Kragen returns to Aunt Z's cantina with like a tavern with his you know tail between his legs, and he tries to blame Captain Doza for interfering with the mission. But instead of you know letting Kragen blame them, Kaz actually is like he slyly comments, "Oh yeah, it was, I'm glad we were able to rescue you or whatever it was," mm-hmm. uh, and basically is able to uh, save face for Captain Doza and and, and show that it was really Kragen who uh, who almost died not not doza sabotaging the mission mm-hmm so yeah it was you know it was a it was a good episode uh, it, it was uh, it was fun to watch and it had its moments yeah it, uh, I thought they did a good job it's uh you know it, 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 they got Ready? they got food they solved a the big problem and I'm excited to see where they go from here yep Ready for reviews? I think uh, so. I think so. Okay. William, you go first. Sure. Uh, this uh, this was a, a decent episode overall. I think I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. I think a lot of it was the whole Buggles second half. I think it, the concept I loved. But the uh, uh, it was really great. I love to see how the, the pirates are, are factoring into this whole thing. But the... Uh, uh, some parts were just a little bit younger, but the, then again, I, I like how they were able to reuse a lot of the assets. We went back to a planet we were just at. Uh, we were able to reuse that creature that seemed to be a threat in one episode has now become the source of food in another. So, yeah, overall, it was a um, it was a good episode. I I thought they did a a good job. Yep. Yeah. I and, agree. And uh, my um, my six and a half Womp Rats, they're um, you know the the moment. One thing I think we've, I also forgot to mention, one moment I really liked was when Tor was standing on top of the ice and it just starts to move and she's basically realized she's almost on top of the jacuzzi because it comes out yeah, of the ice. Yeah, that was cool. On the snow. Very, very, very cool looking. Um, what you didn't see was that to distract the jacuzzi, uh, they positioned six and a half womp rats. Uh, well, really six womp rats on... Uh, other of the other pillars around Buggles and, and everyone else, and then the other half of Womp Rat. That was, uh, well, that's like the the nice bait that Cass mm. is holding on to. So, <laughs> okay, uh, Tom, nice. what would you rate this up? Oh, Stephen, why don't why don't you go next? Yeah, Stephen, you go next. Uh, so I think I'm also gonna have to give it a six and a half Womp Rats out of ten. But again, similar similar reasoning. Like I thought it was an okay episode you know it's fine um some of the things like boggles could have buggles boggles buggles close enough i don't know boggles my mind um yes i am proud of that buggles <laughs> but you know, it, was just, it could have been you know a little bit uh less cheesy or you know a little bit not trying to be you know as funny or you know however you want to describe it um but i thought overall it was fine you know it was Another episode of the Resistance. Um, so yeah, so that's six and a half one breaths out of ten. And I, you know, I had a really great idea for uh, what to do with them, and I can't remember what I was going to do. Mm. Um, 
But I think I'm going to go, oh, let's see. So I've got six and a half Womp Rats. You know, maybe just... Look, there were six and a half Womp Rats. That was what the crew was surviving on for those last couple of days. And let me tell you, 30 to 40 people on the ship, six and a half Womp Rats, it is not just not a filling meal. Wow. Yeah, I could see them wanting that Takusk really bad at that point. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a reason. They were desperate. Yeah. So, okay. I, I think at that point, I'm just going to say I'm giving this episode mm-hmm. a 6.75. Um, th- there's really not much more to say about it. It was just a straightforward episode. Had its moments. Was enjoyable. Had, okay, buggles. Um, so I am taking my 6.75 Womp Rats and the pirate ship. The one thing you just don't know is, you know, how all that stuff ends up, you know, unfurling when they come into atmosphere. It's Womp Rats that are on this big hamster wheel that are actually, when they come into the atmosphere, they have to run in that hamster wheel to make all that stuff just come out. The sails and, and, and rigging and everything come out from the pirate ship. So they're, they're pirates at heart. The Womp Rats are pirates, you're saying? Yeah, the Womp, the womp Rats are pirates at heart. Don't ask me what the, seven, the .75 guy's doing, but the other six are running the hamster wheel. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. One of the, definitely something I, I should have known. Yeah, it, it, it kind of, yeah, it works. Nice. So, yeah, yeah that's it. Cool. Well, uh, next week we have Resistance Season to episode five, The Engineer. In this episode, Kaz and Niku discover Nina, a Nikto engineer in need of assistance who barely escaped a First Order attack. Sounds, mm. sounds interesting. Sounds yeah. interesting. Where are they going to be traveling to to meet this um, Nina? I don't know. Mm. Some new planet. We'll find out. This is we'll this where find out. One thing really about the season is they're kind of traveling all over the galaxy now, and we've already gotten, yeah. we've gotten you know, yeah. uh, uh, near ish Dakar, and then Dakar, and then um, uh, Celsor 3, and now presumably a new planet. It, it's pretty cool. I like how they're bouncing yep. all over the galaxy. So, with that, uh, Tom, Steven, as always, thank you for uh, it's always fun uh, joining you guys to talk Star Wars. We'll be back. Oh, absolutely. We'll be back uh, next week with our review of The Engineer. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.